You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to go back to intergender dynamics and talk about the phenomenon that is sugar daddyism and sugar babyism. Now, some of you be like, Gregory, well, this doesn't have to do with holistic health, naturopathy, natural remedies, and so forth. Well, <laughs> clearly, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, that most of my episodes don't deal with those things. That's what the website's more for. The, the podcast, HHN, is more for talking about medical topics that we normally don't hear about in the news, whether it be a drug that is causing side effects and killing people or about addictions or about vaping or antidepressant withdrawal or uh, natural antibiotics or weight loss management or now I do a lot more intersexual, intergender dynamics. And I think that sugar daddyism is interesting because it does have to do with emotional and psychological health. So if you're not familiar with sugar daddyism, well, let me tell you what it is. So it's essentially something that's really been around for a long time. And it kind of came into the news uh, when that girl in Utah was killed. I think her name was, yeah, Mackenzie Lewick. It happened back in the spring of 2019. And she was this, you know, very Mormon-looking blonde girl from Utah. She was a student at the University of Utah. And she was found murdered. And after they did some research, they found out that she was on a sugar baby site. A sugar, we'll just call them sugar sites instead of saying sugar daddy, sugar baby site. She was on a sugar site selling herself for uh, companionship, which really is a euphemism for sex. And upon doing research, you know, there were some exposés written about the, the sugar phenomenon after her death because she looked like a sweet, mild-mannered kind of college student. And upon doing some research, we find out that about 10 to 15% of college co-eds of females are on some sort of sugar app or sugar website. And a lot of people are just really surprised by this. And because it's a new phenomenon that people really haven't heard about. So essentially what, what sugar daddy, sugar baby is, is... You can create a profile, uh, let's say a sugar daddy, and you put in how much money you make, and you put in a profile, right? Picture, it's just like a dating profile, and you put in how much money you're, 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 you make, and what you're willing to do, and where you live, and so forth. And then a sugar baby can be any age, uh, assuming 18, uh, to whatever. Uh, I'll mention in a second that I've seen sugar babies as old as 40, 45 on these sites. And the sugar babies are essentially selling themselves to be like escorts in terms of like, I'll, I'll go to with you to on a date or I'll go with you to a concert or I'll go with you to Paris or whatever. And they put in their monthly, um, you know, allowance, <laughs> their monthly rate or whatever. 
And statistically, and I find this to be fascinating, the average sugar daddy is about 41 years old and makes $280,000. And the average sugar baby is about 20 years old. And the average sugar baby, her rate is about $4,000 a month. $4,000 a month. And so you can go to these apps and set up your profile and you know, if you're a sugar baby, you look, you go through the pictures and find the sugar daddy that I, I'm assuming will meet your price. And you know, there's negotiation. If you're putting in, a, you know, if, if you're not an attractive woman or if you're 41, you're probably not putting four thousand dollars a month because you're just not going to get that for men. The most beautiful women, the high sexual market value women, the young women could probably put the four thousand a month and, and maybe get it, especially if it's a much older or a desperate man. So there is negotiation going on. So I wanted to read from the the most popular website and app is called Seeking or Seeking Arrangement. And there's 10 million sugar babies and sugar daddies and sugar mamas. So there is the sugar mama phenomenon, but that's that's not as common, right? It's, it's more of the older man with the younger women. And this goes back time immemorial, right? The on an evolutionary psychology and evolutionary biology level makes sense for an older man to be with a younger woman. The older man provides provisioning, security, and status, and the young woman provides beauty, youth, fertility, and so forth. So the phenomenon is is not really a new phenomenon. What's new is how many people are actually using this and how there's like no shame mentioned to it at all. So I'm going to read from the Seeking Arrangement website. And you can create your own app. Like I created my own app for research for this and it's free to create your app and you can look at pictures of people. For them to set, for you to send a message and for them to to read it, kind of like the way it is on Match and some of the dating ones, that's when you have to pay. And the pay, the membership dues are pretty pretty hefty. It's like $60, $70 a month so and, and more depending on what upgrade you want. So... <laughs> Their mission, Seeking Arrangement delivers a new way for relationships to form and grow. Sugar babies and sugar daddies or sugar mamas both get what they want when they want it. We provide relationships on your terms where sugar babies enjoy a life of luxury by being pampered with fine dinners, exotic trips, and allowances. In turn, sugar daddies or mamas find beautiful members to accompany them at all times. We want relationships to be balanced. We give our members a place for this to happen an arrangement is where people are direct with one another and stop wasting time it allows people to immediately define what they need and want in a relationship our profiles allow members to effortlessly state their expectations this is what we like to call relationship on your terms so look is sugar da- is, is the sugar phenomenon prostitution well the reason these apps can exist and these websites can exist is because it's not explicitly stated that sex is the transaction, but it's all understood. So with prostitution, the understanding is the woman is going to put out for money. Here it's the time, the time. So you going to a dinner or you going to a concert or you going to some business function but it doesn't necessarily assume that sex is involved. And if sex is involved, it's consensual. And so it's not mentioned in the profiles. The profiles are very kind of kind of 
very subtle in their writing. And it's never mentioned, you know, I will put out, but it's kind of understood. And it depends on the sugar baby and it depends on a lot of factors how often you see this person. Depending on the on the profile of the man or the woman, sometimes it's like once a week, sometimes it's three times a week. Sometimes the woman says, you know, I will never go to your house. We will always meet in public. Sometimes the man says that. So there there is a lot of nuance involved. Most of the sugar babies I saw, honestly, were totally willing to travel because I think they've seen so much of Fifty Shades of Grey. They want to be Anastasia Steele, right? That that's essentially what what this what what the sugar babyism phenomenon is kind of tapping into this idea of a rich man and trust me women if you're listening none of the men on these on these profiles look like uh what's the name christian christian gray none of them do okay because you could see the pictures of the men as well and most of the men are i would say as a whole older than 41 uh and they're not attractive so this is what we would call well, they're, they're, they would actually they wouldn't have a low sexual market value for a man because a sexual market value or SMV for a man is defined by his money and other factors that are not necessarily connected to his looks. Because we know women are willing to forsake looks for other qualities. That's why anytime you go to the mall, you'll see a, a much better looking woman with an uglier man. So a lot of these men are, make a lot of money, but a lot of them are what we would call maybe incels and voluntary celibates or just men that have no game. And so they can't get a woman uh, on their own. And so they use these apps and money is not an issue to them. I mean, the average is two, 270 or so. So some of these men make are half a million dollars a year or even more. And so throwing 3000 4000 a month on a, on a 21-year-old hottie is not a big deal to them because it kind of fuels their their self-esteem and makes them feel better and they can show people you know who this woman is and of course they don't tell people most most often that this is an escort essentially an escort the other people that use this is someone like robert Kraft. so robert Kraft is the owner of the new england patriots and right before the super bowl back in 20 earlier in 2019 when they beat the rams he was caught in a prostitution ring over in florida where he went in to get uh, filleted and, you know, he was tr- he was put on charges, but the charges were eventually dropped. And so the, the whole idea of prostitution legalization it, it has been coming up more. But someone with Robert Kraft is just a very old man, you know, not very old, but 70, 75, 80. And look, we know sexual market value of woman is that the average age a man looks at a woman on these dating sites is 25. A woman is always 25. Now, I've I mentioned this in the other intergender dynamic episodes I've done. So, OkCupid did this study. So, 35-year-old men are searching for 25-year-old girls. 45-year-old men are searching for 25-year-old girls. 65-year-old men are searching for 25-year-old girls. So, someone like Robert Kraft, even though he's 75 or so, he still wants the most beautiful, young, fertile woman, even though he might not want to have a child with her. But that's what men are attracted to. That's what they're attracted to. So that's the other group of sugar daddies that are kind of attracted to this. Either they're they're rich kind of IT guys who have no game, who are maybe in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, or very old men who have a lot of money, like millionaires, and they just want the hottie you know, by their side. But they certainly don't want to marry because they know that uh, marrying them would be a humongous mistake because there's so many gold diggers. And these men are pretty smart. They know that if a 25-year-old woman wants to marry and a 75-year-old man, they know that the woman's just waiting for him to die so she can inherit the money. 
And there's been some recent celebrities that have died, like Robin Williams and, and others, where the new wife is suing the, the kids for money after they die. So those are the, that's kind of the profile of the men. Now, the women who do it, this goes back to um, a, a lot of factors, right? So not only is it that women are attracted to men who make more money, but why would these women need to essentially prostitute themselves out to get 40, 45-year-old men if they could just go sleep with these men? Naturally. Well, because they want to make money off of it. If you look at the average debt, college debt in America, you are looking at about $45,000 at least. And, and, and the women actually have the, the highest or most percentage of student loan debt in America. So it's about 65% of student loan debt is is garnered by women. Women are staying longer in education and getting multiple degrees. And uh, you see the same with consumer debt. So credit debt is also disproportionately uh, female as well, but the, the percentage isn't as high. So with women, you see these 23, 24-year-old girls, they have a lot of debt. They went to a private university or out-of-state university, and now they owe $100,000. They weren't smart about picking a degree that makes the money, so they majored in a liberal arts degree, for example, like psychology or history. So now they owe a lot of money. They hear about these sugar daddy apps. And look, women, women in their low 20s have peak sexual market value, so even if it's a woman that's even a five, let's say on a one to 10 scale, um, she can parlay that into getting any man that she wants of any age. As I mentioned, we already talked about what, what age men look at. So women know this and when they're at their peak sexual market value. And so a lot of these women, to them it makes sense. Well, it's like I have all this debt, I need to pay it off. Sugar, sugar, the, the sugar phenomenon for women is, is kind of like the more white class version of strippers, right? So strippers, you know, the old cliche, right? I'm a stripper because I'm paying my way through college. Uh, so a lot of like university student girls won't strip. Now, some will strip, but a lot of them have no qualms about being a sugar baby. The other issue why sugar baby phenomenon is is pretty common now is because, I mean, I hate to say it, we are a mortally depraved world and uh, the, the sex positive movement, I think, has really propelled women into doing this. The sex positive movement, of course, tells women and men, uh, sleep with whoever you want. Don't have any shame about the amount of partners you want. If you want to have a polyamorous relationship, or if you're bi curious, or you know whatever, just you know do what feels good. It's the old hedonist mantra of just do whatever you want to do and don't worry about the consequences. And of course, the consequences are going to be STDs, but the big consequence is mental health. We have that video I did about maybe 20 episodes earlier about. The more sexual partners a woman has, a higher rate of depression, anxiety, addiction, suicidal ideation, and uh, and alcoholism. So, the the sex positive movement's actually ruining women. And feminists will say, "Well, men, women, and men are the same. Women can do whatever men can. So, if men can sleep around, so can women." Sure, I mean, we live in a nominally free country, so of course, a woman can go to any bar at any given night and go sleep with a man. But the studies they did on this, men don't have those same risk factors of depression ideation when they sleep around. I guess it's just the way we've been wired evolutionarily that, that men can spread their seeds. But women are wired, and I know some women don't want to hear this, but women are vi- wired to be virtuous and have as little partners as possible, and the studies are vindicating that. So you have this combination of debt, beauty, and the sex-positive movement, and honestly the lack of Christianity. We are in a post-Christian world, and we're kind of in a hedonistic world where all these are kind of aligning for this. Also, you just see the rise of narcissism through social media. A lot of these women 
are on Instagram just posting pictures of themselves and they're just seeing how many likes and they get thousands of likes. You're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And when you get this constant narcissistic feed, you know, it just kind of feeds your your idea of how beautiful you are and it kind of rationalizes your decision. So you're like, well, I'm beautiful, I have debt, you know, I'm a woman, I can do whatever I want with whom I want, why not join these apps? And it's fascinating because there really isn't a lot of, I wouldn't say there isn't a lot of, but there's there's women who who post on their, their their Facebook and stuff. It's like I joined Seeking. Like I saw this profile for a teacher. She's a 38 year old teacher. I I created a uh, a profile on Seeking Arrangement. And now I'm bringing in supplemental income to supplement my teacher salary. This is the best thing ever. I mean, so there are women who are openly publicly being proud of the fact that they're essentially prostituting themselves to much older men for trinkets, trips, money, and so forth. I personally know a few women who have been propositioned by older men. And these women are in their 30s and, you know, average attractiveness. But again, you know, these older, older men, um, if they have the money, you know, they're willing to just, you know, like like men in dating, right? Like men in dating apps, right? You, you send the, the message... And we we talked about this on the on the online dating episode. Like men will send like like create a perfect message and then copy and paste and send it to 150 women a day. And um, this is kind of the same thing with the penis the penis pick phenomenon. Is is yes, 95 percent of the women will be abhorred by the fact that you're sending them a picture of your penis, but there's that five percent that will actually respond positively. So it's kind of the same thing with these these older sugar daddies, right? They just proposition enough women even if some of them are not that attractive or or very attractive whatever eventually some of them will respond because money makes the world go round right and if you can be if you can make money and live the anastasia steel lifestyle of literally being you know going to trips to new york and san fran and hawaii and getting all these gifts and dresses and it's on your terms and um you know you just have to occasionally have sex with this old dude uh, a lot of women will do it, right? And of course, there are the the worries of sexual assault, like with the Mackenzie Lewitt case. I mean, this does happen, where these cases can go wrong. And so, seeking, for example, has been you know uh, put in lawsuits regarding this because I mean, the Mackenzie Lewitt case isn't the only one where a woman gets sexually assaulted. And seeking will just say, hey, you know, it's not our fault. This is just an app. It's just like just like you can't blame, you know, Instagram for two college sweethearts meeting up 10 years later and one of them kills the other, right? We're just a conduit, right? So, of course, they have all the deniability. I do want to mention the top 10 sugar daddy colleges. So, these are the universities that have the most sugar babies. And so, on average, uh, what they've done is they they look at all these apps. There's, there's been scientists who've already looked at all these apps and they look at the universities and so they can kind of calculate what percentage of of the female student body is in these these apps and so the highest one is in florida right so you got georgia state university university of central florida university of alabama crimson tide roll tide florida state university of florida rutgers over in jersey california state university fullerton university of nevada las vegas well that's not surprising university of north texas that's north of dallas interesting University of Missouri. So notice it's a lot of the southern states. I don't know. Maybe it's because the uh, the women are better looking in the south. I mean, that's that's the the, the stereotype, right? So it's like Florida, Texas, California, 
as the best. And then after that, number 11 is West Virginia University, University of Cincinnati, University of Southern California. That makes sense. I mean, USC is in a very rich, rich area in SoCal, and there's a lot of money there. San Francisco State University, UCLA, again, a lot of money down in LA. Columbia and New York University in New York, that makes sense. Oh, look, University of Texas, San Antonio, and Colorado State University. All right, so my takeaway here is girls, women, don't do this. Don't do this. I've seen profiles of women who are 50 years old on these sites. And look, of course, you can do this. I understand that people are in financial issues. You can do it. I would just say, you know, I mean, think about your children. Like if your children find out later on that you are essentially an escort slash prostitute, how is that going to look? And who knows? In 20 years, maybe this isn't even going to be that big of a deal. Everybody is going to be, you know, doing this this sugar phenomenon. But I, I would just say, women, you know, ha- have virtue and don't just give out your body to men, these older men. Uh, just for money, because it is a form of prostitution, and you are cheapening yourself. You are. And um, you deserve better, to be honest. And just have the, the least amount of sexual partners as possible. Men, men, look, I mean, I, I'm a big towel. Look, I, w- I would tell you, there's better ways to spend your money. I mean, 4000 4000 a month on a woman? Just, you can use that money and retire. You know, put in savings. Go buy a boat. I mean, if you look at three four $4,000 a month, you could freaking buy a Lamborghini and finance that. I mean, there's so much that you could do with that money, you know, and create a hobby, create a side gig, um, just travel around, you know, and I just see it as a colossal waste of money. And and like I said, I've seen the pictures of these guys. I understand why they do it because most of them are involuntary celibates or guys who just can't get women on their own. But I I just see the whole sugar phenomenon as very sad and kind of a indication or of the, the, the moral cesspool that the West is in right now, that both parties would be willing to do this. So my advice to you as a, as a, just as a guy is don't do this if you can. All right, guys, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Check out all the natural remedies and, and food articles. Most of the food recipes there, we have about 200 deal with uh, they're gluten-free or, or dairy-free, toxin-free for sure. And if you want to help out the podcast, because the, the the supplemental income really does help out, I do have a crowdfunding account. Click on the links for Patreon or PayPal me, and uh, just be generous. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child for $2.99 on Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes & Noble Nook. Please do so. That talks about what it was like growing up overweight and some coping mechanisms I developed and how they still linger to today, deals with food addiction, and eventually how I lost my weight. Also, if you need some one-on-one counseling for food, for weight loss and weight management, or if you want to talk about uh, having maybe like a guru to help you clean out your pantry to help you with those those items, or if you want to talk about whatever, um, there is a Clarity FM link in the episode notes. Just click on that. For a dollar a minute, we can talk on the phone. And if you're interested in going to Amazon and buying Amazon stuff, which we all are, go to our website, go under the food articles, and you'll see Amazon links. Click on those pictures of the Amazon ingredients, and anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So that's a kind of a passive way to help us out. And as you know, we have three podcasts on the Naturopathic Earth family. We have Confessions of an Obese Child, HHN, which is this one, and the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. So please subscribe to all three and listen to all three and post an honest review and let other people know about it. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.